What's good, Internet? We are the High Street Freaks, and we're here for your listening pleasure, or displeasure for that matter. The important thing is, we're here. I'm sorry there's no fancy music or anything like that. We'll probably get there, but for now, you just get our lovely voices. Um, I am Kevin Harish. I know Ryan and DJ and the rest of the crew have been kind of teasing the identity of the mystery contributor to be named soon. Well, it's me. I'm sorry to disappoint and all that, but I'm pretty stoked to get online and to post alongside these guys again. Me and DJ has obviously worked together a lot in the past, and I think we're both pretty excited to run that back. And then the rest of the crew is going to be pretty fun too. But I'm sure the very valid question that you're all wondering is, um, why are you all doing this to us? Why are you all posting online again? So I guess the first person I can kick that to and uh, kind of explain why we all decided to start posting and podcasting together again is uh, my good friend, do, do I call you Big Ten Ryan or... <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan Donnelly, B1G Ryan, whatever you want to call me. I got a lot of nicknames. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to be doing this. We got, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, what is the Internet's first Ohio State college football podcast? Yeah, um, that, that's what I'm hearing. No one else has done one. We get the first one on the market. Um, and if there's one thing about me, it's, you know, I love talking about markets. Um, it's, it's also definitely the most capitalist internet, uh, college football <laughs> podcast for Ohio state. Um, yeah, you know, uh, as you guys have probably seen online by now, or maybe you have the first time hearing this, uh, we're launching a website together, uh, meet at midfield.com. I got Kevin Harris here with me, uh, for my 11 warriors. I got DJ Burns of the rooster and also formerly 11 warriors, a lot of places online. Um, <laughs> we're we talking about the bucks, uh, uh, and, and, you know, kind of from our unique perspective, right? Like, I think there's a lot of great coverage out there. We got a lot of friends to meet to do a great job. Um, but we feel like we like to have a sense of humor about the Buckeyes in a way that maybe isn't covered uh, in the beat as it exists. And uh, we want you guys to come hang out with us, listen to us talk about Ohio State football. And on the website, um, read about college football writ large. We're joined by um, Ace Anbender, formerly of MGO Blog, uh, and Taylor Fulton, both covering Michigan together. Uh, we have my partner on flipping the field, Patrick Mayhorn. Uh, me and him are covering National College Football in the Big Ten. We have Kevin and DJ covering Ohio State. Um, it's the first ever, it's an action, it's not a joke. To us, it's the first ever combined Ohio State-Michigan football website. Uh, and our goal is to really cover the parts about college football we love, which are the rivalries, the insanity of it, uh, all the jokes and bullshit online you guys all love to get into. Uh, and we're going to do it together and have a lot of fun and, and talk with the Bucks and and hell, man, probably do some gambling, probably do some uh, some lunacy out here too, and, and just uh, talk about the game, see what's going on. Uh, so DJ, why don't you tell them about kind of uh, your thoughts, what you got going on? Uh, what's going on, everybody? Um, my name is DJ Burns, uh, former writer at Eleven Warriors, and I cover uh, current event, current events, and political newsletter for the Rooster, my own little Substack uh, operation that's gaining more and more steam by the day. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get back. Uh, I'm excited to get back in the dirt on Ohio State football. So I, I've been, yes, sir. I've been, you know, I've been slacking, and uh, I'm going to be going through training camp just like the rest of the team, you know. Because I, I remember when I when I worked at Eleven Warriors, I could tell you who like the third string uh, <laughs> linebacker was, where he went to school, yeah. you know, what his dad, what his dad's favorite meal was. Uh, DJ asked me today. He goes, he goes, anybody on the team a good poster? I was like, what? He's like, like good at Twitter. Like, are, are there any many good tweeters? And I was like, oh, buddy, you you really are out of the game. But honestly, I I think the best one I came up with was Daywan Jones. That's unfair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely we're look. I mean, no offense to the guy, but we're in a drought right now. We don't really yeah. have any of the 
I mean, he's as close as we got. With the Demario McCall, Cardell Jones era. Um, people are saying I might never get as good as that again. And you're, you're yeah, no, <laughs> the best era was Deron Carter <laughs> and Jonathan Newsom. And yeah. I swear, I was telling Kevin this story about it today. It was like back in like before the coach, you know, I would love to see the first time when Jim Tressel heard the word Twitter. <laughs> um, but they, they, it was before the coaches were really onto it. And you would have players, and I'll never forget Deron Carter the Monday after Halloween tweets, white girls go hard. You see some stuff in college you'd never expect to see in real life. <laughs> and damn, he didn't lie to us. He didn't lie to us, did he? No. I'm, I'm just imagining, like D- DJ brought it up, like imagine like the scenario that like required that tweet to happen. Like, yeah, that like, like <laughs> <laughs> made, made Deron Carter step back and wonder. I mean, no surprise. I guess, you know, there were signs he wasn't going to flame out originally but hey we'll always have that tweet and and here's the thing too you may say it's better or worse we don't really have the level of criminality we used to have around this football team either right back in my day when i was in college i moved into a house right across the street uh from another house that was you know allegedly selling some substances out of it uh (laughs) that a uh starting ohio state defensive end at the time had allegedly uh had some interactions with and maybe have taken some money against their permission. It's among some other, some other things. And, uh, you don't have that kind of stuff anymore. I mean, teams, teams got a little, little too good for itself. You know I mean? We don't have anyone getting the dirt anymore. Um, as DJ, as you brought it back, we got to get back in the dirt, uh, as a podcast program, as a society, we got to get back in the dirt. Um, and to that effect, I'd like to announce our fourth mic. Um, we're bringing on, you guys know, him from Buckeye scoop, uh, the Oracle, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you see you see a uh, gary pettit bombing on the oracle he's the ohio state sid he, no, what did he say? I, I think austin announced his uh his he's going to rivals austin ward announced he's going to rivals and gary replies to it and says, of the show for a, sec- a second <laughs> yeah a second there i i thought i thought it was you were the oracle <laughs> just i just appreciate that like inside the program people are bombing on it too so it rules like 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 donald trump is a way like if he was given anonymous sources like he's incapable of talking any way but how he talks right and like i appreciate that about nevada like nobody uses that insane amount of ellipses like he does and it's just blatantly him. Like he didn't even like And the all capitals names too, right? Yeah. Like call him Bill Green, all capitals bank. Uh and here's the thing. I mean, I posted on that board for quite a while and I was clearly found out within like, you know, a few months because I do the same shit. I post the way I post. Like I, you know what I mean? Like if you write online enough the way we all do, yeah. you just have a voice. It gets the and like the funny part is people thinking it's not him. That's the best right. part about it. Uh just the, the suckers getting duped once again, as always. Uh, I yeah. love it, man. I mean, you got to respect it. I mean, you know, you pull one scam, you know, why not go bigger? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, that is our promise. We will, we will never pull something like that. I also, I also love that, like, we are maybe, like, 10 minutes into this, and we are so off track that, like, we're, we're, <laughs> this, is, this is just indicative of what this podcast is going to be. Like, DJ's here to talk about his uh, – his resurgence into Buckeye sports. And then we're into Duran Carter talking about white girls going hard. So 
Just be prepared. You you know you don't know what you're gonna sign up for. We have a vague script, but God knows if we're ever gonna get to it. So yeah, um, I promise this: there will be no other Buckeye podcast talking about getting top as much as we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, look, it's it's definitely a very informal podcast. Right? I think there's a lot of guys that do a great job covering the team in a very serious way with a lot of good information, and uh, that's awesome. But I, I think like we're really here too. Uh, kind of have a podcast you can hang out and have fun with. And I don't yeah, know we're do that, but we're never we're, going anywhere near a press box. That that, no. that is our guarantee. <laughs> the, the three of us will never go anywhere near a press box again. Much like our friends at Buckeye Scoop. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so look, uh, boys, before we get into this, uh, I guess we show the people what our episode's about today. We're going to talk about previewing the quarterbacks and running backs in the team. Uh, we're doing some run up in the lead up to the season, just kind of getting prepared, talk through all the position groups with you. Before we do that, we, we got a little got a little ad read of our own. Um, we are here at the High Street Freaks, officially sponsored by Home Field Apparel, um, the Internet's number one college football apparel website. Uh, they make some fantastic uh, T-shirts and pants for all kinds of great teams. Um, they do not have the Buckeyes on the site yet. Uh, the Buckeyes gear is not available, not to discourage you from signing up, but... Uh, you know, there's a lot of other great teams on there. If you're maybe someone who went to school in Ohio, didn't go to Ohio State, a ton of the MAC programs are on there. Youngstown State just got announced and is dropping, I believe, this Saturday, the time you listen to this. Um, it's some incredible, incredible stuff on there. Great, just like throwbacks and random programs. Um, a lot of places you can rep if you live outside of Ohio. Um, really great gear uh, up and down the website. We recommend it really, really highly. Um, they're great friends of ours. We're happy to have them sponsoring both our podcast and our website, which, once again, is midfield.com. Um, we work with them pretty closely. So look out for some fun announcements coming to our site um, from them, what they're working on next, uh, if that's not too big of a hint. Uh, so there's going to be some cool stuff. If you're a fan of Big Ten football, um, definitely want to keep your eye on what they're dropping this season. Um, a lot of really, really cool stuff coming on the pike. Um, yeah, I can't recommend highly enough. I, mean, I don't know if you guys have any shirts of theirs yet or if you got, if you got them on the way, but uh, super comfortable too. Um, just a big fan overall. They're yeah, better than homage. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I've, I've been talking to my wife about that. I'm like, dude, we're, we're spending so much money the second that uh, home field announces they're, they're getting that Ohio State memorabilia out there. Like, it's just, there's just something about it that's just, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's the, the quality of the shirt. And the, I, DJ has strong takes on homage, so and we'll, about, we'll leave it there. And you, you, know, you, know, uh, you know what my, my favorite team to rep besides Ohio State is? LSU. I think they. I just think of the tiger logo and the colors. You know, I, that, that's just some good looking gear. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so go get that at home field, man. Go get check out homefieldapparel.com. Um, tell them that the boys here at High Street Freaks sent you. Uh, and let's talk about the fucking bucks. Let's get into the goddamn quarterbacks here, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. It is another season where Ohio State has number one quarterback in America. What a shock! Could you imagine it? Could you imagine it if we guys were all talking ten years ago and you said? Ohio State would have good quarterbacks one time again in the future. Could you could you possibly believe that in your hearts? Yeah, I mean, you you joke, but like it's <laughs> kind of nuts that like, I mean, what what was ten years ago? Ten years ago was good God. Ten I years guess ago was twenty years ago was the Joe Bowserman year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so may, may, maybe ten years ago I would have. No, been wasn't. Very... Sorry, that was the, that was the first Braxton, the first full Braxton. Year. Still, the, the first full Braxton year was twenty eleven. Good God, he, I mean, he was a glorified running back that year. Don't don't yeah. send me hate email for saying that, but he was. I mean, he threw for less than you know, a hundred yards more often than he did. So, um, I mean, it is kind of crazy that just like all of a sudden you just like expect Ohio state to have the best quarterback in the country. Like, and that's just 
the way it is. Like even just as far as like how quick Ohio State just suddenly turned into just like, oh, well, that's where the top quarterback recruit in the country is going to go. And everyone else is fighting for the other ones. That's just kind of kind of got nuts. That's just not what it has been, you know, even the 10 years before that. But uh, Woody Hayes what we're used to lately. Stroke. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, even uh, even Urban Meyer, like <laughs> imagine imagine what Urban Meyer would have done to Justin Fields. Like, I, I, me and DJ were even joking earlier. Like Justin Fields was like Urban Meyer's wet dream of a quarterback, but you know damn well he would have had him there and empty like running the JT Barrett power. Like it's it's just nuts how like quick the offense has changed to just be super like pass friendly. Really funny actually. The last like multi season starter prior to Urban and the first multi season starter after Urban were the two quarterbacks Urban would have dreamed of working with in Terrell Pryor and Justin Fields, and he didn't get to have either of them. That's actually really, really funny. Yeah, probably the two best quarterbacks in, like, the school for him, what he wanted to do. Uh, and thank God he didn't get to coach him. I mean, my God. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I would have um, loved Terrell Pryor. Yeah, I, Pryor, Pryor would have been interesting. Yeah. I mean, but, but C.J. Stroud last year, to me – uh, I, I all do respect to the King, Troy Smith, and his Heisman campaign. But what I believe is probably the best season a quarterback's ever had at Ohio State, um, what he did in 2021. Uh, completed almost 72% of his passes, over 10 yards in attempt, 4,400 yards, 44 touchdowns, just a 1.4% interception rate, which is, like, insanely low. That's an NFL-quality interception rate for sure. Um, being projected number one pick in the draft, uh, I think, pretty pretty widely. Um, some folks have Bryce Young up there with them, but it seems like he is the number one quarterback. Emerging consensus. Um, and, and he did set out one game last year against Akron, but after that point in time, with, with his, an alleged shoulder injury, we're going to call it, uh, after uh, <laughs> after that game, uh, he averaged 386 yards per game and almost 75% at completion percentage with average of four touchdowns per game and 0.3 interceptions. Uh, just just insane what he was doing in like the you know the latter two-thirds of that season. Um, pretty untouched, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I love the retrospect, too, of, like, think about at this point last year, the people that were, like, there are people legit calling for, like, Quinn Ewers to get a shot, and then, like, you know, like, yeah, midway people. through, we're, 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 like, we're, like, three yeah, people, we're, like, we're, like, three games into the season, and, like, you see the comments, and they're, like, ah, bench him. Like, he threw for, like, he almost threw for, like, a school record against Oregon, and there's people that are, like, won his head. I don't know. It's just wild. Like where we were at this point last year. Now the consensus is like people get pissed if PFF ranks him as the number four quarterback instead of the number one quarterback. Like Ohio state fans are nuts. Like I, I love them, but it absolute nuts. Yeah. I mean, for sure. But that's, that's what makes it different. Right. That's what it's incredible guys. Well, and like, you know, people like I, I was one of those Stroud haters early on. I'll admit it. I was wrong, but mm-hmm. then people get on their high horse and be like, "Oh, you know, stop overreact, like stop overreact and calm down." No, I'm in. I'm not into sports for the logic games and yeah, the right. mental puzzles. Like I'm in it to like <laughs> go crazy and make hyperbolic statements that may or may prove it to be wrong down the road. And when that happens, you know, I'll apologize. I'll, I'll mark it on note, and then we're gonna go on to the next outreach factory. Like, right, and then, and, and then like, the, I, like I am not happy unless I'm like most Ohio State fans. I am not having a good time unless we're up by forty. <laughs> oh yeah, and even then, even then, I can find some of the backups to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. My God, I mean, we're, we're we're doing good now, but we're screwed in three years. Let me tell you. If, yeah. if, if these linebackers don't improve, 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but let's that's be honest, like that's I mean, that's what it is in an elite program, right? That's half the fun. Like if you're if you're a, if you're a Buckeyes fan, like that that is what sets apart a program like Ohio State from a program like Michigan, right? That's why they can get complacent and, and be bad for stretches. But where every team in college football has basically had a down stretch except for Ohio State. The Buckeyes just don't do it. Like our worst stretch in, in the last sixty years of the program was Earl Bruce going eight and four every year. Uh, other teams would kill for that, right? Like you've had like every other major program's had multiple losing seasons. Uh, it just doesn't really happen here like that. And I think it's part of it's because of how insane the fan base is and the whole media ecosystem around Ohio State. You guys remember when, like, I, God, it's probably like early in the Trestles years. It might have been that first year. But uh, somebody, like, there was a fan. We had lost a couple games or whatever, and there was a fan who, like, camped out on, like, 270. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you like. I, I, have, I have to look him up. Uh, it's so, guys, somewhere. It's, I hope I'm not just making that up. But yeah, it's. I, I have you, that. You hallucinated this? What's that? You hallucinating this, or is this is this real? I've, no, I've never it was heard a real thing. Like he he was he was ah, he was camping out off like 270. I think. I'd have to. I'd have to look at it. I'll get that for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I took a peyote trip with him. I took a peyote trip with him to find my inner Buckeye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, no, but I mean, obviously, what what Sean did last year was insane. Like, he, it, to me, is again the best performance by a Ohio State quarterback in uh, in recent memory, uh, maybe probably ever. I, I think I think probably ever. Um, he did struggle a little bit against Tulsa early on, and call me crazy. I just I believe the Buckeyes should be beating hot at Tulsa under any scenario. Just not you know, but. But that's why I was a little heated up too. I, as Kevin, as DJ said, I was one of those haters you're referring to. Um, no, I, I mean I was too. I was too, and, and <laughs> I, I think it's real. Like it, he really did. Like whether it's a phantom injury or whatever, I, I don't know. I'm not in the room, but like he he got better when he got benched that Akron game. Like whether it was yeah. to like heal up or whether he needed to get his mind right or whatever. Like I don't know, but he magically was a different quarterback the next like few games. So I, I don't think he should have gotten benched for his performance against the other, like, like Ohio state didn't lose because of CJ Stroud against Oregon, but like, you know, uh, he did, he did do better. Like, I, I don't think you can really deny that, that after he got benched, he magically turned into like the, the CJ Stroud that we remember. Right. Right. I mean, he got down on those picks, the overthrow stopped. Uh, he started dialing in more as receivers the most accurate quarterback in college football uh, on, on kind of those longer routes. Um, he's a serious dude, man. Uh, and I, I guess the kind of question this year, obviously we know he's starting. There's there's no questions about that. We know exactly what to expect from him. The only thing we have to talk about is kind of what's the battle for number two, right? Um, with Jack Miller and Quinn Ewers transferring out of the program, uh, headed to Florida and Texas respectively, where Jack will not be starting and Quinn will. Uh, it seems like Quinn's <laughs> going to start over Hudson Card uh, in his second season of college football. Um, they got Kyle McCord uh, and Devin Brown battling here for number two. Um did you guys, I know we only saw a little bit of Kyle McCord last year, just 38 passing attempts. Did you guys have any uh, kind of opinions or takes on him after what you saw in him in his first season? I'm not really high on him. I, I don't have a take, and I think that's, like, in itself damning, you know? Like, <laughs> I, 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 think I think Ohio State would be fine, but, like, I'm not, like, I don't know. It, it's not, he doesn't, like, blow me away or anything like that. Like, if CJ Stroud goes down and he has to play, like, ah, cool, you know? We'll just toss it up to, you know, JSN and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, it, it'll be fine, but, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud or Dwayne Haskins. I mean, like, to me, the the, the, uh, the thing I can say about Kyle McCord is I think if he has to start against Iowa, Iowa State could lose that game. 
which is like that's all you need to know about a quarterback to know he's not the guy, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, he, I mean, I don't know if it would be in a bigger indictment, uh, you know, if, if Ryan Day decides he is like the number two quarterback in the in the program. I mean, if if that's where we're at, then I mean, then yeah, suddenly I mean, you start, I think, then you start, suddenly you get a little worried. I think it's inevitable for this season, though, right? Just because like. There's no, there's no benefit to Ohio State of putting Brown ahead of McCord yet. Like Brown expects to be number three coming into the season. Yeah. So for roster management purposes, like unless they actually were in a scenario where they CJ's had to prepare, out for the whole season, if, if CJ's out for the whole year, they have to prepare someone to play multiple weeks, right? Like yeah. if it's just coming in for a game or coming in for a quarter, uh, I think McCord's probably better prepared, and they have a true battle in the off season. But honestly. I, of course, none of us want that to happen, right? We want to see healthy CJ the whole season yeah. uh, and make sure McCord's not start any games because, you know, I do want this. After what I saw of him, I'm not super confident, and I do want this to be a true battle in the offseason, not a scenario the coaches can say, well, hey, Ty Ricker goes to the more, uh, the more experienced player who has yeah. like, the passing reps in the games. I want it to be a true battle and see Brown versus McCord because yeah. uh, Devin Brown would look pretty special as a high school quarterback, man. Uh, I mean, he was ranked. Uh, the number, I believe, 46 overall player, number six quarterback in the country in 2022. Um, super late riser, kind of came out of nowhere to be a top 50 overall player in the class. Had been a lower four-star previously and just really blew up uh, during the Elite 11 camps in his senior season uh, and just tore it up. And is um, at a Utah. He, he was bounced back and forth between Utah and Arizona, I believe, during his um, – yeah, he, he finished up his career corner canyon in Utah – which has put out quite a few quarterbacks. Um, but uh, he, he before that, he was in Arizona and has bounced back and forth between a few different spots. Um, but, yeah, well, man, he's a, he's a hell of a quarterback. And th- those late risers are the guys you want when you're recruiting, too. Because, like, okay. you think of the, the other guys, like, who didn't necessarily pan out. Like, you got your Danny Clarks or your um, even your Jack Millers, you know, like, it, when they were in, like, sophomore, junior year, you, you thought, like, oh, this guy's going to be, like, the number one quarterback in the class. And they just don't really like get much better. And I mean, for Jack, at least like he got injured and stuff like that, whatever, like there's, there's other reasons and stuff, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But like the guys that you want to bring in are the guys that like are rising quick and you can tell that they're not at their ceiling when, when you get them to sign on the dotted line. And so I think CJ Stroud was that guy, like the same sort of guy, like just blew up his, you know, really late in the process and same with Devin Brown. And so like, those are the guys that when you get them to campus, you know that they're already still growing and they're not like kind of topped out. And so I, I think that's just kind of like you saw that with Jack Miller, like they get passed real quick because these other guys are just ready to get better and you're kind of just plateauing. So I, I, I love when Ohio State catches a guy that's like catching fire like that at the end of the day. And I mean, there's also this guy's like Justin Fields or whatever that like you could, you knew he was going to be a superstar when he was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. But um you know, I, I, they're I, I rare. They're, they're, I agree with what you're saying. Rare. They're kind of rare in the alternative. Like you had that, it was basically that class of like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields going bell to bell. And then besides yeah. that, you can look at like the JT Daniels of the world or, yeah, or like it was the Rosen one, right? As a or I, I think, high school. I think Arch Manning and Dylan Rayola, like those sort of guys too. Like there, there is, there is a guy, there are the guys that are like that. But if, if Ohio State's going to end up with a guy, I, I do want him to be one of those like fat late riser sort of guys. So yeah. If, yeah, if I'm not getting, the, if I'm not getting a five-star quarterback, picking among the four stars, if us, yeah. if us, uh, you know, downtrodden fans don't get a five-star every year, we have to settle for some lowly four-star. Right. I'd yeah. like one of the ones that hops up later. I agree. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm really curious to see this happen. Like I said, I think they kind of let this, they kind of let this play out at the season, and, and kind of whatever happens with Stroud's health dictate this. If Stroud stays healthy the whole year, 
then there's going to be nothing happening in terms of uh, uh, any kind of number two being named. It'll be kind of unofficial. It'll be an or the depth chart. Um, if something does happen, uh, I think we probably see McCord and Stance less more time in a multi-week thing where you may see a competition open up. Or if they lose a game, then, you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see Quinn play by Texas this year, by the way. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, yeah. Just yeah, I, I think he's good. I think he's really good. Yeah. I, 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 I mean... I, I know player, a lot of Ohio State fans don't love him, but when players leave, normally I'm, you know, you're, you're dead to me. All right, later. <laughs> yeah. But with Quinn, you got to kind of respect the scammy ring right. on Riker. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he got his money. A bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I respect yeah. it. I, I, I have no hate. Dudes, I mean, he came, knew exactly what he was doing. Came in and you know got his money, and now it's getting more money and it's going to start. Riker? Did you see that video he did? When he yeah, left? I did. I did. Yeah, did when, he so when he left, when he left. Yeah, did you see that? No. He did a goodbye video with Rick Riker. Where like Riker <laughs> well, I don't like that. To, where he like pretended to cry, and, and Quinn like threw him the keys. It was so they were doing like you know like slow music where like uh, in a movie where like the person's right up to get kept along. Reunion I, I wonder, I wonder like, like some of these guys, I wonder, I, I just saw a video of, uh, I think it was, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. And Travion Henderson. I, I know for sure it was Travion Henderson. Oh no, it was, uh, Denzel Burke and Travion Henderson. Um, we're like doing an American Eagle campaign where they're just like jogging in American Eagle clothes with a football on the oval. It's like, I wonder what these kids think when they get these like pitches to them. Like, I wonder what Quinn Ewers thought when he got that pitch that was like, all right, we are going to pretend to cry. And then money in the, the bank. That sweet, <laughs> yeah. sweet sound of the cash register, baby. That's what I hear. <laughs> well, it's it's almost it's almost the same. It, it happens like once a week when you get like one of these kids where it says, "This is this week's tweet," and they just copy and paste that along with what the tweet is actually supposed to say. So their tweet says, "This is this week's tweet." Husker Nation. I think this week it was like uh, I don't remember who I saw, but it was. It was uh, one of those where, like, it's very clear that the company just told them what to say, and they just didn't even, like, register that they had, like, a, a, a text in there that they weren't supposed to tweet out. It's just, it's amazing that, like, I, I love that the kids are, like, able to profit off of their NIL and stuff like this, but, like, they're so bad at it, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's really funny. It's really, really funny. I mean, it's just, I, and, like, you got to think for some of them, like, I guess it's just easier and the kids have lower expectations because the agents don't negotiate the deals where they don't like have to go do a TV hit. It's just right. like, they're recording like one of their other teammates recording in their apartment for them. It's so ridiculous though. It's really, it's really funny to watch. Um, yeah. Uh, really quick on the recruiting front of quarterback, I guess nothing else we got to talk about here. I'm going to need to pause this here and uh, let you guys know that since we recorded this, Ohio state has actually landed a quarterback um, named Brock Glenn four-star out of Tennessee, and so that's going to make most of what you're about to hear uh, completely useless, but we're going to keep it in here anyway because we're professionals, so um, just go ahead and listen with that disclaimer in mind. Um, they do have, you mentioned Dylan Rayola, number one overall player and quarterback committed uh, in the class for 2024. Uh, I do not have a current 2023 commit, uh, which is the upcoming senior class here, Um it's tricky here because they need to get one, right? Like in the event that, I mean, CJ Stroud's going pro, right? We all know right, that's yeah. been our overall number two. Overall. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, presumably in the way modern college football works, whoever is going to be, the, whoever would lose the, tr- the battle between McCord and Brown is just going to transfer and start somewhere else, right? If these guys are former top 50 players, 
they're not going to sit around all day to kind of let someone else uh, take their job. McCord right. would be in his third season, pro eligible. Brown would be in year two. Um, you know, whoever whoever loses that job is going to transfer out. Which, if you don't land a player in 2023, means you only have one scholarship quarterback on the roster uh, next season, which obviously just can't happen. So they got to get somebody in 2023. Um, they might have to get somebody and take a transfer portal guy too for depth, depending on what yeah. happens here. Um, they're currently recruiting uh, fringe four-star Brock Glenn. He is the only undercommitted recruit that has a high State offer. Um, it seems like they've not really pushed that hard for him because they're focusing more of their efforts on the number 11 quarterback in the country, Austin Novosad, who's a Baylor commit. Um, Novosad is a Dripping Springs, Texas native, who's also seriously considering Texas A&M and to a lesser extent Notre Dame, uh, in addition to Ohio State and Baylor. Um, there's been a lot of buzz here. It seems like uh, Ohio State and Texas A&M are kind of battling out for Novosad. He is a legacy at A&M. Um, he also has kind of been kind of one of those late risers. You mentioned a guy who's really climbed up the draft board uh, or the recruiting board rather in, in the last um, last few months. Uh, he's really impressed a lot of people. Uh, it seems like he's a is a pretty high end prospect. Someone that is, I mean, someone that's going to be a pretty pretty serious college quarterback. Still skinny, uh, but just so are CJ Stroud and, and Devin Brown has recruits. Uh, something to work on there. But um, Brock Len is training towards Florida State uh, a little bit. Seems like Ohio State again has not really pushed there, but also would have some crowd to make up if they did. Um, so those are the top two quarterbacks uh, they're kind of targeting right now. At the same time, uh, Iowa State, Kansas State, Purdue, Pitt, Arizona, and Missouri all have four-star quarterback commits. So my sense is if they don't get one of these two guys, they're going to have to go take someone's lunch money. Uh, and I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm looking forward to finding out. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it here, too. I can just see DJ's face. We were just talking to him earlier, and when we were talking about the podcast, he goes – Shit, I'm gonna have to care about recruiting now, aren't I? <laughs> so, uh, so don't... not not once the season gets here, brother. Don't worry about it. Once the season yeah. gets here, we can just talk ball every day. Uh, yeah, they, they, these are just uh, names. These these may as well be like the like when you're playing the old uh, NCAA video games and you just hit auto generate name. Like that that may as well be these kids for DJ right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like at eleven Warriors. I I I've got a respect for it because I'd like to see how. You know, I like to see classes come together. I like to see, you know, uh, Ohio State scour the nation uh, for the best of the best on that. But the, some of the recruiting freaks, like, you know, I do not care about, a, uh, you know, a 17-year-old's top 10 list or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> the stuff like that, um, I don't wrap my head around, but I, I will now. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm back. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you for the most part. The only reason that I am plugged in here is because I'm like, what? Well, I I, I still, as of recording this podcast, I still work at Eleven Warriors, <laughs> so uh, um, I, I I am not uh, in tuned to um, to uh, or I'm. I uh, are you break, Are you breaking out. some? Are you breaking some news here? Or have you posted that publicly? I mean, they know. What, <laughs> <laughs> every everybody knows. I I, yeah, I just didn't know if it was. I, I guess, like this, if the fans knew, like I mean, if this you isn't about live. It. No, I, I have not. I have not. So anybody listening to this is is going to hear for the first time. Um, I, we're we're, we're going to have to update the site though. Uh, that um, that yes, I, I I am leaving Eleven Warriors. Uh, I think that that'd be pretty obvious when we're starting a new site, and I'm I'm 
yeah. on this one instead. The, the, but uh, big, you, you money, probably... the big money midfield cartel came to. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 was, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this earlier. Like this actually makes me look a lot more like a badass than I am because like it, it, you, you look at this and you're like, oh well, like Kevin's leaving like eleven warriors. Like he must really like believe in this project. It's like, well, I do, but also like. I work at the comeback and awful announcing too. So that's, that's really, really why I'm leaving. I, I sold thank out. Thank you for like your confidence, brother. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I sold out. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not just like losing everything and, and going all in here. I, I I sold out. This is our, this is our passion project here. So, um, and I mean, Hey, if, if you guys want me to talk about Buckeye football full time, then subscribe, you know, subscribe, share yeah, your friends. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly do it. It's just, uh, <laughs> That was, that was not my, I, I'm not just like tossing in the towel and going to the podcast with these two guys. So, um, but yeah, I, 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 I did think about that. Like when, when people finally see that it's going to look like I, I left 11 warriors to come and do this. But the truth is I, I had decided that I'm, I was leaving 11 warriors like two months ago at this point. And I'm just kind of still hanging in there writing skull sessions. If, if people, uh, didn't, um, wondered why it looked like I was uh, doing nothing else for the site besides writing the skull sessions because well I, I am doing nothing else for the site besides writing skull sessions but anyway Fashion checks and breaking necks we're proud of you yeah buddy. yeah right uh, so anyway anyway I'm, I'm moving on um, but all that to say is that I still care about recruiting even if it's because I've only been forced to do it but I know I know about these things so um I, I too am fascinated to see who Ohio State ends up with at, at quarterback for this class because, like, I mean, a, more, part of my fascination is like I truly don't care because I don't think whoever it is is going to start. So like I, I'm just fascinated. Like they have to get somebody, but like it's it's kind of one of those weird scenarios where like I I, I sure if, if you were if you were an elite quarterback or any quarterback who wanted to play and you had. Um, either of the two quarterbacks that are in right behind CJ Stroud and uh, Dylan Rayola behind you, would would you want to go to Ohio State? Because like I, I don't know, I think that's a little bit. Of, I think that's maybe a little bit overrated though as a factor, right? Because like you're coming in with guys who either have like 40 or zero pass attempts if you're, if you're behind McCord and Brown, right? Yeah. They don't get a ton of reps this year. You, you guys don't really have any proven game reps. Uh, and then if it's Brown, they might have none. Like you might have zero reps in front of you. Uh, Rayola's shown nothing. I mean, he's, you know, like obviously he's never played a college snap. He's just a high school player. You got a year's advance on him. And I think importantly too, you'd be the number two guy uh, for an entire season. Even if Rayola's coming behind you, like you're one injury away from the starting quarterback at Ohio state, right. uh, which is, which is a big deal with the receivers you have around you. I think it's like, I get why Johnny five-star wouldn't make that bet. Right. Like I get why, you know, the kid is committed to USC. Malachi Nelson isn't going to sign up for that battle. Right. He can just go start after Caleb Williams instead. But if you're the number 10, 11, 12 quarterback in the country, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm, I can go pay for Matt Campbell and be like the 13th quarterback in a row to win nothing. Uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> or I can go well, play for a real football team and get developed by a coach who's put guys in the NFL three times in a row. Right. Well, I, I think that's the thing, too, is like, I, I've my, my strongest take when they, um, you know, announced the, the, the free transfer, basically, it was that it would really help Ohio state. Like there's no incentive not to, um, for their, for you to not go to Ohio state because like worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. And then you just transfer somebody else somewhere else. Like, right. Even if you want to go to Iowa state or, um, you know, some like, you know, FBS or FCS school or anything like that, like 
the worst case scenario is that you come, don't start at Ohio State, get developed by Ryan Day, and then you go peace out and, you know, probably have a great chance to start somebody somewhere else, you know, like, yeah, I mean, for Christ's sake, like, like Jack Miller couldn't crack number three on the roster here. and just like got passed up by Kyle McCord day one. And he leaves in the first day. He gets to go be the number two quarterback for an SEC team. It's won like right. two national championships in the last, in the last 15 years. Right. It's uh, yeah, I could agree with you more. I mean, like, like the openings that are available for a quarterback coming out of Ohio State are pretty significant too, because uh, teams take shots on them. I mean, like, uh, it's whether it's been, you know, you could look at Joe Burrow, you can look at, uh, uh, you can look at obviously Jack Miller, like we talked about, you can look at, uh, Quinn Ewers, like a lot of guys who are transferring out of Ohio state right now are getting starting jobs elsewhere. Um, so to me, I, I think they end up landing some kind of four-star kid. I, the guy I really like, actually, I really like both Pitt's commits and Iowa state's commits. Um, I got to pull up their names really quick here. I believe it's Minchie, uh, at Pitt. Uh, I watched yeah, that. That's a cool name. Yeah, it's a cool name, right? Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, Kenny Minchie uh, at a Pope yeah, John Paul in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we need a Kenny, right? I haven't had a Kenny on the roster. It's, Kenny it's been a bit. Yeah, that's true. Smooth uh, jazz. And, and then they've got uh, JJ. <laughs> they've got uh, JJ Cole out of Iowa, who's committed to Iowa State, who is the son of uh, the Jamie Cole, who runs the punting camps, like the famous punting camps all across the country. Um, wow. Six foot seven quarterback. Dad's a famous punter. Kind of a cool setup too. I don't know. I'm, I'm down for the punting quarterback. It's a cool yeah, I, as well. I saw that. I saw that Colton Denning. If uh, for any everybody who knows him, um, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, friend friend of the show definitely. Um, he posted a hilarious video of uh, a a punt on third down. It was like a a, a fake. I mean a, a trick play, but it was a punt. Somebody punted on third down in a bowl game, and it was like an 80 yard, you know, field position switch. So. I, I, I would yeah. love to see what would happen if Ryan Day lined up to punt on, on third down. I just, I, I need that. I need that to just happen once. Cause I, I think people might like be lobbing themselves up C deck. Yeah. Oh, I would be first among them. I'd be leading the charge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, cool, man. You guys have any thoughts to the quarterbacks before we get on to the running backs? Uh, nah, me. Cool. 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 Uh, well, uh, the Buckeyes, once again, uh, they're back to having good running backs. Just nice. We're back to having good running backs. It's been, you know, almost no time between the last good ones. <laughs> I think I just have one every year. Uh, Trey Henderson is back for his sophomore season. Uh, last year, he put up uh, over 1,200 yards to true freshman and almost seven yards per carry. Uh, which is insane because he's also a guy who really didn't seem to know where most of the holes were. Like he was kind of just doing that on the basis purely of being insanely talented. Uh, like he, I don't know about you guys, but like watching him run, I didn't think like, wow, look at that vision very often. Like he was just hitting holes hard and fast and kind of breaking some tackles in the open field. Uh, and it was fun to watch for sure. Uh, and he's back again as a true sophomore. He's complimented by Mayan Williams, um, who also has had a pretty nice career at Ohio state, uh, almost 600 yards, averaging over seven yards a carry, um, he was uh, really nice in that 2020 playoff run. He, he came in and contributed for a few carries and then uh, busted a big one against Minnesota last season, more of a power back for this team. Um, and that trio was run out by the pass catching back Evan Pryor, who was a true freshman last year. Didn't see a ton of activity, uh, but was expected to have a larger role this season with Master Key gone uh, and should be a kind of third down back for Ohio State. Um, guys, kind of overall, I guess, uh, DJ, I'll start with you here. Kind of any overall opinions of the running back room or, or what you're seeing on these guys? Well, we better be able to run the damn ball 
on third down up in Michigan. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree you more. Know, average but, was two yards a carry against Michigan. You know, I mean, 2.1 yards a carry in that game. You know, that was, you know, that's, that's a whole nother podcast entirely, but I'm mean, Trey Henderson and me, I mean, best freshman season since correct. Yeah. Easily, uh, you right? know, and I mean, yeah. and there be comparisons, really and I, I, you can't like Claret. To me, I, I'd give the advantage of Claret on that. I mean, just I mean, just for stripping, uh, you know, Sean Taylor in the Miami game in the national championship on that play alone. But uh, you know, it's crazy. Like, there's just some guys where you're just like, damn, like Ohio State gets these for two more, like we get, we get it for two more years. Like yeah. there's like some law that he can't just go to the NFL and like play tomorrow. And he's, he's one of, he's one of my favorite players that have come along in a while. I mean, he was the arguably wrestler. like the best, he was, he was arguably the best running back in the country last year. And he's a true freshman. Yeah. yeah. And I, but you know, hopefully Mickey Mariotti didn't ruin him. <laughs> and uh, by the way, if it wasn't him who was the best running back in the country, it was B. John Robinson who almost committed to Ohio yeah. State too and ended up at Texas, right? Which is well, like, yeah, it, I, I think that makes that a lot easier to stomach, you know, because yeah, yeah. for, for a whole season, he was the one who got away. And then I'm watching Trey Henderson and I'm like, ah, it's cool. I'll, I'll take that trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to see this group. Uh, they do. Uh, some people, myself included, would say it's a little addition by subtraction by losing Master Teague's carries. Oh, uh, God. He's gone from the roster. Listen. Uh, one of the most odious, like, just the true, man, like, one of the players that really helps separate the Sunshine Pumpers from people who just actually, like, talk about the team. Uh, is what you think team. about Master Teague? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's in the oh, top yeah. Portland All-Stars. Um, tough Portland JT Barrett All-Stars, if you want to call him that. And, and uh, but, but here's the thing, even. Like, I, I would, like... I, there were endearing things to me about Tough Borland and and JT Barrett. What? Uh, I, I, am, I, am, <laughs> I mean, JT Barrett. Okay, but come I mean, on. J, JT Barrett's a leader, and like Tough Borland, it, he knew what he was doing on every play, and like that irritated me when like you know like Baron Browning would go in there and like like Baron Browning was way more athletic to be clear, but like Tough Borland was at least like in his spot. And there were times when like Baron Browning's on the other side of the field and you're like, good God, like just, I, I just wanted to like merge them together. Like I, I wanted them to just like be one unit, but that, that's a different story. But besides the point is that like, I, I have been like absolutely on the, whatever, whatever the opposite of the bandwagon is on master Teague since like his freshman season. I, he had, he had these like huge numbers, his like true freshman season, and, like, I think he was, like, third team all Big Ten or something like that um, just from, like, sheer numbers. And it's, like, this dude can run straight very fast, and that is it. He's built, like, a weeble wobble. <laughs> like, he's got, like, all all mass up top. And, like, I, I, I should not be getting this fired up about a guy who isn't even on the roster anymore. But, like, you're no, absolutely dude, right. Your you're favorite. absolutely right. Like, that is, that is like, what separates the people, like, from the, the sh- sunshine pumpers to the, the people who, like, actually watch and, like, are real with you. Like master Teague was bad at football. Like we, we had like a, a an hour long debate in 11 warriors slack one time that was like, is master Teague fine? Or is he bad at football? Like, and so like there, there wasn't a single person that was arguing that he was like, good. They like, people it was, were it, that though. Was, That's the problem is like the, some of the freaks, the message boards were arguing that, which it was insane. Disgusting. It was insane. The, the dude, he has to come to a complete stop to change directions. Like he he's has gonna to be like, a preacher stop. by next year. Like he's going to be is, out of it. He'll be yeah, out of that's the NFL. Great. Go like, for it. He's gonna have a short NFL career than Rod Smith. I'm sure he's a great guy. I hate when guys like they violate the name principle. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's some, like, names where I see... That's such like, bullshit oh, yeah, like, that his name I, is I, Master. I, I, I want that, like... If Steve yeah, Chambers fucks up this year, I'll be heartbroken. Oh, like, yeah. If he's not good this season, if he doesn't end up becoming, like, an All-American the next year or two, uh, he honestly, like, they probably, they probably should ban him from campus. When they did <laughs> right. He has to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Look, it, it was like perfect. Did, just like they did to Kirk Burton, they got to take CJ Barnett and carry him out of the. Uh, <laughs> out of the How many of those are you going to sneak in here? <laughs> oh, this is just episode one. We got a long. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, long but I, I, I'm right there with you with with uh, with Steele. Like I, I I was so happy one that he made the switch to linebacker and two that he was immediately like good at linebacker because it's like Steel Chambers. That's a linebacker name. Like you just have to. Yeah, he was so good at linebacker in high school too. Like everyone right. told him he should have been a linebacker. Then Ohio State just said, "Like, well, I guess if you commit, you can be a running back." Yeah, <laughs> and look how that was fine. Yeah, yeah. It's a commitment to the bit. Like it's, it's not a big deal, but yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, glad for sure. Me too. I mean, look, I love Trey Henderson. I do want to see. Uh, I want to see him get a little bit kind of better. At, at, and I feel like going with the flow of, of the blocking scheme. And, and I think mm-hmm. like a lot of times, again, a lot of young running backs. Um, so the exceptions to this are the, are the two other freshmen we talked about had, like, the, in my opinion, the greatest seasons in high state history in uh, J.K. Dobbins and Maurice Claret. Uh, those guys had really uncommon, like, vision and feel for the offense as freshmen, mm-hmm. which I think is really, really special. Whereas Trey is, like, you're seeing a freak athlete in an all-time great offense putting up great numbers. Yeah. Uh, and he has some – his open field stuff he's done is, I think, better than – Insane. Maybe better than any other running back in the high state history. Like, Zeke had it, too, like him and Zeke, but but – that's the list, I think, of like open field yeah. ability. Uh, his his stuff in a lot of scrimmage, like he just needs to hit a few, a, a little, a few less uh, uh, kind of negative plays or or stuffed plays um, by kind which of like, the foot. Which like that that's exactly what you expect from a a, a true freshman. A year one, so a like, year two growth, of course, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, but I wanted to see more reps for Maya Williams. Like I mean, honestly, oh, Matthew Peak yeah. got no carries last year. I like Maya Williams. Uh, and he is a guy who's really good in short yardage because he has such quick feet. It's just a bowling ball. 230 pounds, five foot eight, just like not a guy you can bring down. He'll just put his head in your stomach and, and get two or three yards on you. Um, they got to use him more in short yardage. But of course, it's predicated on the on the guards having any push whatsoever for the first time in two years. Yeah, I, I think that. Which so, we'll talk so about did, next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think that Mayan Williams might because of Travion Henderson's existence might be one of the most like underappreciated underrated players on the entire roster, because I think that he is like absurdly good. If, especially if you just look at like the raw numbers, did you know that he is the fifth Buckeye since 1970 to average um, more than 7.2 yards per carry. And the other two are JK Dobbins, Carlos Hyde, Curtis Samuel, and Tracer. So like the, the dude, the dude put up like massive numbers. And again, he's, He's arguably like even if you if you want to say Evan Pryor, he's arguably the third most talented running back on the team. And so like I'm not even that's not even like disparaging him or anything like that's just talking about how good and you know versatile a lot of these weapons are in the offense. But like I think that Mayan Williams is way better than people think that he is, and it's like a blessing that he's still on the roster right now because that dude could go and start in my opinion like anywhere in the country. He's versatile. Yeah. He's he's got quick feet. Um, he could be a feature back anywhere in the country, and he's still here. Um, realistically, he's going to be the backup running back. He might get a lot of carries, but he's going to be the backup running back. And now that Evan Pryor is in his second year, he might end up splitting a lot of carries with Evan Pryor too. So I think if we're I, being honest, this is probably the last. This is my opinion here. I think it's probably the last year of mine at Ohio State. 
I think that's uh, fair. I think he'll probably go fine. Again, presuming Henderson's healthy and minus him starter, I think he'll be the backup this season and put up some good production and go get a starting job next year somewhere he wants it. Yeah. Out. And I, I would I would not blame him at all for doing that. Like I said, like I'm amazed that he's still on the roster. Yeah. Um, what a fucking running back, dude. I love him a lot. Um, yeah, I, I love Ryan, the nickname, Ryan, dude, Chop. Spring game, yeah. yeah, Chop's a great name. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just mad that he switched to number three. Number three doesn't suit him. Hmm. I don't have any strong opinions. You number have three a strong... is a shit talker's number, right? Uh, David Arnett were number three. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Bad news, bad, bad news <laughs> for Damon Arnett. Yeah, it's a bad, uh, bad news for Damon Yeah, yeah, yeah we, were talk, we were talking about it today. I guess, uh, you know, he got popped for cocaine, then gets out, bailed out of jail, and then discovers that the federal prosecutors are dropping the gun charges against him. Yeah, did you hear so, that? Yeah. That, was, that was the second part of the news. It's a, it's, it's, it's a really... It's a it's a weird day for Damon Arnett. I, I don't think they had I don't think they had to mention that he had a straw in his pocket too. That was a little bit over the top. They could have just let us know it was straw. Like, they didn't have to include yeah. a straw. Right. My favorite part is if you read the whole thing, he actually got pulled over twice last night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, on a Tuesday. yeah. He got pulled over the first time and he didn't he had a suspended license and they're like, Look, you can't drive with a suspended license. And so they gave him the ticket. And they pulled him over literally hours later and they're like we meet again. So at that point, like they're starting to arrest him. And of course, as, as you arrest somebody, you, you do all the like pat down and check. And that's when they found the drugs. So he would have you simply just like gone home. I, I have never in my life arrested somebody. Um, <laughs> I, I have just seen, I also have never been arrested. Um, am I the only one in the chat that hasn't been arrested? I have never uh, been arrested as a matter of You've never been arrested? Never DJ, been arrested. have you been arrested? Uh, oh, yeah, I've been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I've been arrested. <laughs> I'm a, as my friends will tell you, uh, I'm very good at talking myself out of situations. I've got a, I've got a real skill set for it. Yeah, so I, I, I have never, I've just seen a lot of TV. I, I watch TV, and I know that generally the first thing you do is you know, give them the old pat down. That's how you find drugs. DJ, is, is that how it goes? Uh, yeah, the last time it happened to me, the cop was like, uh, and I never got a ticket, but he was like, oh, time to see what little lucky charms you got on you. And I was like, you're going to be sorely disappointed, buddy. And the good news is if you don't have any, they can just put some there for you. We found a straw in his pocket. <laughs> um, so I guess other roster moves to mention real quick here, besides just the, the main three on the roster. Uh, Marcus Crowley did medically retire after kind of a series of, of injuries. Um, just never could stay healthy. Unfortunately, I feel bad for him. Uh, and Dallin Hayden brought it, got brought in as a true freshman here. Uh, Hayden was a four-star running back, ranked the number 24 overall running back in the country out of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, if I'm being honest here, no, no disrespect to Dallin Hayden, which is a great name. Just, uh, we just mentioned two players who were never going to factor in Ohio state. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's the, it's the sad truth, but it's I mean there, I mean I I mentioned Mayan Williams. I thought that Mayan Williams was going to be that sort of guy too. Like if you look at him, as he's heading into Ohio State? So I, I think that they're like absolute ceiling is Mayan Williams, which is like still the backup backup running back. So you're probably spot on there, and even that's probably a reach. Yeah. Yeah, um, but behind him, uh, committed in the uh, 2023 class is Mark Fletcher uh, out of American Heritage, who I uh, I really like. Uh, I like him a lot, actually. 
Um, he is a big old running back. Uh, the dude is listed at 6'1", 225, but he looks a lot bigger than that on film. Um, really quick feet for a guy his size. Um, he is <laughs> flirting a lot with Miami, it seems like. Uh, Miami's been kind of favored the NIL collective down there, which I think is a little bit overdone, but he is a kid from Fort Lauderdale being recruited by Miami, which is always uh, a tricky situation. Um, we have a lot of other kids in the area and at your high school going to that school. Um, tricky, man. Very tricky. But um, I, I like Fletcher a lot. I don't know. Have you guys seen much of him yet? <sighs> well, I, <laughs> DJ, when, I heard, <laughs> when, I, when I first heard his name, I thought, uh, you know, I thought I was worried we were recruiting a white guy for running back. So <laughs> 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 thankfully I uh, was wrong on that suspicion. That's your take. That's your take. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, it, if he, you know, if they want him and he's, he's got the stars, then fine. Throw him on the pile, man. Yeah. Honestly, though, like I suddenly Tony Alford gets the benefit of the doubt when he's recruiting running backs, like in my mind, like just absolutely suddenly. Um, like I, I think there was a, there was a stretch where I would have like called Tony Alford, like one of the worst recruiters on Ohio State's, you know, lineup or coaching roster um, after he lost. I mean, what, what are all the ones that he lost? He lost uh he Bijan lost Bijan Robinson. Robinson. He lost Jalen Knighton. Uh, he had a couple. Oh of God, I forgot about that. The Georgia um, one. The Georgia one. Yeah, shit. Uh, he had quite a few, dude. I, Kendall I Milton. That's that's one of the Georgia ones. The one before well, that. They, they, I don't think they ever led for Kendall Milton, right? I don't, I don't think so either. But like, it, it, it looked. I mean, it was it was a solid chance. I, the, yeah, there Georgia. were a series of backs. They were they were kind of expected to get. They, like they missed out on um, the kid. Um, the kid at Georgia, Tony Alford, literally like. Put in his his self performance review, um, he called him the one that got away. Um, man, that's gonna kill me now. But uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll do some research here. Yeah, so um, I, I I mean, like like I said, like I just um, I just like for suddenly in my mind after he you know got Mayan Williams and he didn't have to fight for him really, but he landed Evan Pryor. Uh, you know, Trey Sanders. You're thinking of Trey Sanders. Yeah, uh, Noah, I, I Noah think, Kane was also. Uh, I think I think it was Trey on. Sanders. I think it was Trey Sanders was, was who I was thinking of. Ended up a Panama, um, yeah. Oh, Zamir White. I'm sorry. Oh, Zamir, Zamir White. You're talking about that's, that's 100% who it is. my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they did land a number three running back in that in that in the class that year, Brian Sneed, who was summarily arrested and kicked off the team. Um, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, what a just, terrible running back class that was, by the way. I'm just looking here at this 2018 running back class. Like, Zimmer White never really hit that bad. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard's done nothing. Brian Steed arrested. Ricky Person was, like, a timeshare his whole career. Harold Joyner did nothing. Keontae Ingram's done jack shit. Cameron Harris done jack shit. Damian Pierce got drafted, but I don't think he's anything good. Saul Martin did nothing. Reese Washington did nothing. Master T was terrible. Jamal Elliott's done nothing. You have to go to the number, I don't know, goddamn, the number 18 running back in the country who also is from Ohio, Tavion Thomas, who went to Cincinnati and then ended up at Utah to find the first like good running back in this list. Um, yeah, that, it, it's really class. similar. It's really similar to uh, um, the 2016 running back class, if you remember that. But I remember oh, at one yeah. point Ohio oh, State had God. the like they had the like top I had three running backs in the class, and I, I don't know, no, none of those rocking, running backs were good. It's like that's the Kareem Walker class for anyone who's oh, yeah. paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> Ohio State ended up with Antonio Williams. Anyway, but yeah, my point is that like I I didn't think that Tony Alford was a very good recruiter after that whole laundry list of five star recruits that Ohio State very I mean probably should have had and didn't. Um, but now suddenly like I I you know I'm all in on Tony Alford and I if he thinks the guy's good and he's going for him like I'll 
I'll go for it. That's fine. I, I, I rock with Tony Alford. I uh, I feel you hear the point. The one thing I will say is if they do lose Fletcher to Miami, uh, this class had a lot of expectations. Like they were supposed to be the favorites for Richard Young, who's a five-star player, who's going to go to Alabama, along with Justice Haynes, who's a five-star. Uh, he's going to end up as a five-star player who's already committed to Alabama. They were in the mix. There were one running back in the country, Ruben Owens, is going to fucking Louisville. Um, they're supposed to be in the mix for Cedric Baxter to Florida, who seems like he's going to Texas. There are four running backs in the top 50 nationally, and Ohio State was supposed to be in the mix for all of them, and it's now not going to get any of them. Uh, and if they lose out on Fletcher, too, after that, I think there's going to be some people who are pretty pissed off. And uh, for me, it is hard to, to argue with that. That's kind of a fair take. Um, one guy I'm intrigued by here, I don't think Ohio State will end up offering just because there's not really uh, a need to at this point in time. But if they were to lose Fletcher... Um, there's a kid out of Ironton in Ohio, uh, Jaquez Keys, who is committed to Wisconsin. Uh, anytime Wisconsin's got a running back committed in your backyard, I think the guy can perk ears up there. Yeah. Uh, he is like six foot one, two ten, and absolutely fucking jacked. The guy has traps like he's a he's a WWE wrestler. Um, just uh, someone to keep an eye on in case things go south with Mark Fletcher. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely spot on with uh, if you can steal a running back or a. Um, white interior lineman yeah. from, from, <laughs> from Wisconsin. You're, you're, you're doing something right. White linebacker, too. Yeah. yeah. Or safety. I'll take a white safety that's committed to Wisconsin. And if you grew up down like down in that territory, too, oh, in yeah. Ohio, I mean, it's, uh, it's a grinder's mi- mindset down there. Yeah. Yeah. And they already got a guy at high school a couple years ago with uh, Reed Carrico. Yeah. Um, that they took. Um, yeah, but... Um, I don't know, guys. Besides that, I think it's pretty much all we had in the podcast this week. I don't think we had anything too crazy. Just kind of a first episode. We're getting warmed up. This is going to be more of an in-season kind of vibe. We're uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're a little bit late this year after all the good Austin content's been picked over. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, you, you're looking at the cast of characters here, and you're like, ah, oh, this is this is not the crew that I want to uh, to break down the X's and O's of Buckeye football. Maybe, maybe I'll give it to, to to Ryan. Ryan can break down some X's and O's, but. Me and DJ, I mean, we 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 wrote a daily uh, column blog, you know. We're a vibe-based podcast. We got our finger yeah. on the heartbeat of Buckeye football. Right. We yeah, are you. true posters just like you. We're here to fucking tear up the forums. That's, that's exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you, you get what you get when you sign up for us, and you'll you'll appreciate the in-season takes, but we'll give you some some preview takes as well. So We'll put the fear of God in these fans if Ryan Day has a even, – even falters a little bit against Notre Dame week one. Uh, we're gonna—he's gonna get his lawyers on the phone to kind of start getting that contract checked over, and make sure he can't get fired with cause. Uh, if we start getting into his ass after Notre Dame, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you, uh, you guys better wait for the uh, the um, spring training, the the uh, conditioning, strength and conditioning program, uh, the preview for that. So Ryan will be all over that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, any kind of last pitches for you guys? Anything you guys want to say before we get out of here? DJ? Go, go Bucks. Michigan go Bucks. Bucks. And help is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> help is on the way. Oh, God. Forgot about that. Uh, I'm sure. I wonder I wonder how many of our listeners are going to be old enough to, to know what you're referring to. Help is on the way. R.I.P. R.I.P. to a legend. Yeah. I don't know that one. I'll be honest. You, yeah. you know, you, you, oh, man. His name was uh, Don Washington, I want to say. No, that's, uh, but, that's a former. You know, they, we call, yeah, they call him like the rapping bum, which okay. obviously, you know, is kind of language you've used in at that young, bright age of ours. And he would be like, 
he was just this homeless man who would come and he'd just spit some rhymes on High Street and, you know, people would be tearing out the bar, just pouring like money into his cup. I mean, he probably oh, did pretty well for himself, all things considered. But, uh, yeah, he, he always was always a character. And help is on the way. That's how it was usually, you know, go Bucks, Michigan sucks, and help is yeah. on the way. Yeah, that's funny. He was, uh, like he was not a, a homeless man, but a good friend of mine, uh, Michael Arado, uh, once set up panhandling on High Street to raise money for his own birthday party. Uh, I love that. Of, <laughs> Did he do it? <laughs> yeah, he, it worked. He rented out Bullwinkles for his birthday party. That's uh, amazing. He stood next to the, uh, what was it, the Urban Outfitters. It was right in that little plaza with yeah. Starbucks. And, uh, that was a good for, spot. Yeah, he said, just you can memo me or give me cash for uh, my birthday party. Help me have a great birthday. And, That's uh, amazing. He, did it. he had a huge, like 300 people showed up. It was a good time. <laughs> we should start doing that for our website. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should have a party. Is Bullwinkles back? We should have a, a podcast. Party. I'm, I'm yeah. too old to go to fucking Bullwinkles. <laughs> no, I mean, we, 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 me and Kevin are bald. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I see it, DJ's it hairline is, running away, too. Yeah, it, well, hey, away. It's, a, it's a rare room indeed where I've got the best hair. That's for sure. <laughs> that is true. That is true. No, but I, I mean, in all seriousness. In all seriousness, though, I I would like to do some like on campus stuff. We could record a podcast on campus. So if, if you're one of the, uh, the teens or um, youths that are currently an Ohio state student and you have an in, I, I think all three of us would love to do some sort of on campus something. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'll be in, I'll be in Ohio about one weekend this year, but I will. That's true. But we, we, we can get you in me, me and DJ can come out, but we, we want to, I mean, we want to do fun things on campus because that's where the fun is. And I think, um, a lot of Ohio State uh, podcasts and sites and, you know, just generally media really stays away from the students. Um, and I'm not really sure why. Um, I, I don't I can't really pinpoint a site that is just like for Ohio State students. And I, I, I think we can gladly be kind of that site. So if you're an Ohio State student and you're and you're listening to this and um, you're, you know, reading our our daily stuff and um you know, just just know that you know we want to be um, students first and stuff like that. So we're we're gonna uh, fight to really just um, care about the people that are currently attending Ohio State because I, I don't I just don't think that there's a lot of uh, outlets that really do that. Yeah, it's a valid point. Uh, it works out into it for sure. I think what I might do is do a little. Uh, I'll be. I will be in town for the Notre Dame game. Might do a little sounds at the tailgate. Uh, do a little recording there and, and try to get yeah. some uh, some tailgate takes. Maybe you know, uh, see what our boys are cooking up there after after a few cold ones at that Notre Dame kickoff. Um, we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, but I will. I will catch you guys uh, next week for our next episode. Um, our game plan in general, by the way, is to start going to two episodes a week during the season. We'll be at one a week in the off season. Um, and we'll be getting into some fun stuff once we get up to that, uh, that's kickoff, man. So, so keep an eye out. Uh, we'll be doing some, some gambling picks, like we said, some game previews, some game reviews, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and we'll be talking bucks to you guys all season long. So, uh, see you guys later. Go bucks. Cool. Sick. Let me stop it. <laughs>